0: All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome to the show tonight hip-hop recording artist K.O. Hustle. What is up, bro? What do you do? Man, I'm doing good. What are you up to, man? You, st- you staying healthy? You staying away from the COVID virus and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, man, I'm actually... I just finished eating me a sandwich and some, I'm eating some mangoes right now. Nice. I'm throw me some green leaves.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Um. All right, so before we get into your new single... Just kind of like give my listeners a quick rundown. I mean, you don't have to get into all the little nooks and crannies, but just kind of a summary or a synopsis of how how it all started for you as far as music and recording music. I read in your bio you were 14, I believe, when you got started.
1: Mm-hmm. I was 14. Opening uh, for uh, Nick Canyon doing comedy acts at uh, Legends in uh, hmm. San Diego on 62nd and Imperial. That uh, meant, also opening up for other clubs. You know, I did, uh, music festivals out there as all of the kids before, uh, before I, uh, graduated high school. When I graduated high school, I went down south to Grandma State University and, uh, went to school out there. And, uh, after my freshman year, I started my, uh, my first record label yep. in 2003, On Fire Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then in 2006, I went ahead and uh, dropped my first rap project and
0: uh, did tell the music since. So how did the the the, um, the shows opening up for Nick Cannon and things like that, how did that all start? I mean, you were 14 oh, and you that had... Was my mom. What's that?
1: My mom, my mom
0: was my manager. Ah, there. that's what um, I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. I was wondering where that connection was made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty good, though, man, to get a 14-year-old to, to open up, you know... For him, I mean, where was he at with his career? Was he, was he just coming up, too, or he was already established, yeah, right? He,
1: he, he was, nah, he, he was just coming up,
0: too.
1: Ah, okay. I remember when uh, he had the audition for all that. Actually, I had the audition, too, but um, I got into some trouble at school. My mom didn't let me go.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, man. Cool, man. That's interesting. All right, so... So you were fourteen, and, you, and then, you, like you just said, you, you you talked about the label you started, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, shortly. Um, did you do a lot of live performing? Um, you know, like you, like you said, you did the, You did the shows opening up for uh, Nick Cannon, but how many? I guess more more recently, I guess is what I'm going at because a lot of times when I interview musicians of various genres. Live performing is not what it used to be. And I'm not talking about COVID. I understand COVID made it difficult and shut down a lot of the venues. But it just seems like there's less live performing going on and more digital and more like online stuff. Are you are you more into the live stuff performing as well?
1: I love performing. I yeah. mean, that's why I started rapping. Right. So, I love being on stage. That That's like the biggest these for me. And back in the day when I started, that's how rappers was really getting made. back was... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I still think it's it's still there that way as well. I mean, because you still got, it's kind of like a marriage with, with online and with the live because now you got live streams. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. back in the day
0: where you used to have pay-per-view. You don't really got pay-per-view now. You got IT, Facebook, you yeah. live. Really, you know, you, you put together the right play, you could really profit and do some great marketing. You know, awesome. Hey, your
1: audio, your audio got a little, a little bit muffled. My bad. I'm, I'm over here holding my phone in in front of the
0: recorder. Um, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's better now for sure. So how how has how has COVID most impacted you? A lot of the artists I speak with. Some of them use the time, you know, the shelter-in-place time to get into the studio more and write. What have you done with yourself, Man, I've done a lot. I've been I've been real productive this
1: COVID. Yeah. I mean the first the first little three months of it, it wasn't so good. Right. But once once I got that on my things, got everything figured out, it's still so lovely. I've i been recording music. I mean that was that was really. From, from the
0: day they shut everything down, I've been recording music. Yep. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing a lot. You know, figuring out this market and trying to figure out how to, you know, enhance my digital strategies because now I'm sitting in the house more so. Mm-hmm. I gotta,
1: it, it, it forced me to get more creative and think out the box a whole lot more.
0: Yep, exactly. Alright, so let's get into the uh, single called Never Again. I listened to it. I did I did enjoy the song. I actually like that beat too, man. It was, because uh, I'm a guitar player, so as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay. Hell, I like guitar. Yeah. And that was a great intro. I love that guitar, the little riff in there. Um, t- tell the listeners a little bit about the song. It's called Never Again. What's the backstory? What's the song about? I mean, the backstory of Never, uh, Never
1: Again is basically. I woke up broke. I said never again. But when I say I woke up broke, I'm not talking about financially. I'm speaking about broke as a state of mind. Ah. Oh. So, you know, having a broke state of mind. You know, I was in a lot of bullshit situations and a lot. Of, I put myself in a. A lot of jams, and I had to get myself out of those jams. So when I said I woke up broken, I said never again. It was like a mental choice. You know what? I'm not going back to the way I was doing things. I'm mm-hmm. not going back to how I used to live. I'm elevating, and I'm not going back never again. That's where I woke up broke. I said never again. How you know, long? The first thing I
0: How how long ago was it when you had that epiphany?
1: Um. June,
0: July, August, September.
1: Probably November. around
0: June 24th. So not long, five months. So how how is things going for you? I mean, you got, you got all the jams squared away? You good? Oh, yeah, I got my credit fixed. You know, I just moved into my new spot a couple of days ago. Nice. Um, cashed out a nice little Land Rover. You know, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. about
1: things in order, you know, so, you know, it's it's been lovely. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, crummet, Corona made
0: me get on my ball. Yeah, man. Well, that's good, man. I mean, because it happens in life, man. You can, you don't have to. Honestly, I'm glad I asked the question about what the song's about because when I when I heard the hook, and you know, and and, and looked at the title of the song, for me, I was like, all right, he must have just went broke and just you know <laughs> went bankrupt or whatever, and then then he had to get up and brush himself up. But you went like like spiritually, it was, it was more of a behavioral thing. Um, yeah, that we, you turned around. that's why when I shot the video, I shot the video the way that I shot it, you
1: know, I actually, I did the video where I was living at that time.
0: Ah, yeah. Got yeah. my alarm
1: going off like, you on. We get
0: to that. There we go. Um, so. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. Sure.
1: So, yeah, um, I actually, I did the video, I did the song, I was, I was in that, I was in that place. Because um, actually about a year ago, I had moved out of the apartment I was in, you know, and uh, I didn't realize how impactful credit was, you know, I, I, I had a little bit of cash. So when I moved out the place, I thought I could move into something else and things I hit on my credit and really hurt me so I'm sitting there with all this cash and really couldn't get a spot I, I went to the Motel 6 for almost a month and wow. then I was at a weekly hotel for 11 months like literally finally just got up out of there about a week ago now back living the way that I'm used to living <laughs>
0: hey man I'm happy I'm real happy for you man for real that that's it's really inspiring to hear and when people listen to this and when they listen to the songs it inspire them too um, that, you know, you exactly. can get in the jam in life, man, but if you get your head on straight and you work hard, you know, good things happen.
1: Exactly. That's so why I want to stress that broke is a mentality. You know? Mm-hmm. Just because you ain't got no money don't mean you broke. Because if you got the right state of mind, you know, you're going to get you some money soon.
0: Yep. And in your bio, you said that you want your music to help people. Um, I guess get into that a little bit more. And obviously, we were just talking about your song, Never Again. People There's a lot of people That'll relate to that And it'll help them Do you have that kind of That same kind of messes with, with most of your songs?
1: Yeah I, I tend I tend to do it Because You know With my mom Being my manager Early in my career You know She's always been on my head And although I still Kind of do what I want to do And say what I want to say She's still been A real conscious influence on me mm-hmm. So I made sure that I use the knowledge and the wisdom that I have to give back in my music Mm. because I know coming up me and a lot of people that was around me were influenced by the music that we had I just thank God that the generation of music I came up in they taught us how to hustle (laughs) nowadays it's not doing that they're teaching people how to be addicts and all kinds of weird stuff so I try to bring the reality of it back to the music, because Mm I know a lot of people listen to me, and a lot of people, you know, that are close to me, you know, they watch you. you know, and, you know, I want
0: to give them something good to watch. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Now, again, when I was researching you and reading up on you, you've had some nice success with some previous singles. Um, One's called True Story, the other one's called Enough, and what's that other one, Mill Shit? Is that what that is?
1: Mill shit, yeah. You done with class, and you just brought up three classics.
0: Yeah, yeah. Talk about that a little bit, man, because that's actually, those songs, according to my reading, those songs really enabled you to launch your record label and and move on to some bigger things.
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna start with True Story. Um, my my daughter's, my oldest daughter's mother actually produced that beat. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and true story it was just like it was it was it was a true story is what i was going through at that time i was fighting the case and you know it was on probation and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things was going on with true story and i expressed that and then Mill shit <laughs> 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 meal shit took off like i i
0: it was actually originally when i wrote Mill shit it was not called meal shit it was called Shit. Uh-huh. I, was, I, I was on something, but when I was performing, everybody thought I was saying new shit. So okay. they were like, oh yeah, that meal shit go hard. <laughs> um, I guess the song's called mill shit then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like I've been on some ill shit lately, trying to survive and provide for my baby. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some
1: real shit. I guess it sounds the same. So, you know, and that context, kind of took the song into a more positive frame because I, I was kind of on some bullshit when I wrote that song. <laughs> 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 you know?
0: Yeah. And what about Enough?
1: Man, Enough. Enough was... I never, it's 50 bucks in 10 minutes. This is the life for me or I wouldn't be in it. Hmm. Enough came when I first started selling CDs, cause I actually, you know, I I, I was selling weed and doing a whole lot of other things, but when I started my label, everybody that I signed, I made sell CDs, I I didn't let them hustle in the streets. Mm and granted I was still pushing their CDs and you know I was making money when I dropped my CD I was I was kind of on the I was in a bad situation and um I needed to raise just about
0: I think like $8,000 in my probation partner so I was going to do five years oh wow so
1: I was I had my CDs and I remember I didn't have no weed I didn't have no food I, I was was down bad and it was a weekend because while i was in gremlin it was um it's a school town so when school's not in in town or people go out it's real slow and kind of dead and dry and it was one of those uh it was one of those breaks where nobody was really on campus and i needed people to sell my cds to so i remember i got on my bike and I rode to the Clark gas station. And I was just sitting there posted. And within like 10 minutes, I just remember all these dunks and Chevys and just pulled up. Like, I guess they were all together caravan and driving somewhere. But within that 10 minutes, I made $50 selling my CDs. And I remember when I was riding back, I counted 80. And when I got back home, back to the studio, and I swear to mind, 50 bucks in 10 minutes, this is the life for me, or it wouldn't be any, but that $80 wasn't enough. You know, no matter how much I made, and no matter what I did, it was never enough. Mm. So, I swear enough came from, you
0: know. That's pretty interesting, and, man. I like, uh, that's why I always like to ask, I always like to ask backstories of songs, because a lot of times there's a lot of really, you know, interesting interesting lead-ups to to how a song was, was developed and, you know, born, you know, so that's a pretty cool story, so that's a pretty cool that, you know, you got, you know, just the timing of things where you went to that gas station to try to make a couple dollars and then, you know, that was nice, yeah, the other that was a pretty cool deal, those people just rolling up like that.
1: Yeah, that that that's that's what kinda of motivated me to kinda of get out into the city and push because yeah. when I dropped the uh confessions of a criminal, honestly, I was just selling it out of the uh, the Jacob T. Store building which was the business uh business building. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't in school at the time, but you know they they were kind of fond of me out there, so they let me set
0: up a table right there in the lobby, right when you walk in the door, and nice. I set up a display with confessions of a criminal on there, and then I kind of hijacked the um, the yard and I printed up a big ass fifty foot billboard
1: and <laughs> it to wall like, yeah, I, I have some tactics, so yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> That was, it was the campus, but when, like I said, when everything shut down, I had to get out into the city and that's when I really realized like, okay, I could do, it, cause everybody knew me on campus and was expecting, you know, me to drop some music cause I was always pushing somebody and everybody was, oh well when you drop it? So, I was expecting to be successful, but when I went out to the city, and I was pulling up to these strengths, like driving to Monroe or driving to Shreveport or Ruston or going to Dallas or going to Atlanta or Florida, and I was still getting the same response that
0: I was getting locally, it was like, "Oh yeah, I'm popping. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good indicator. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good indicator. All right, so a minute, you know, a few minutes ago we did mention your your. You lost a record label, and that was basically the, the the success of your three singles we talked about earlier helped do that. So where are you at with that now, as far as On Fire Entertainment? Do you are you currently still, you know, um, representing different hip hop groups and things I like
1: actually, that? I shelved On Fire Entertainment in two thousand and seven. Ah, okay, okay. And then I restarted a new label in 2012 started off as guerrilla marketing
0: uh-huh. but now it's, we go by guerrilla music group gotcha, gotcha. And, and that's the brand that that's who i got the distribution deal with empire through and wow now it's, it's going by, you know that's what it is that's nice man it's good everything things working for good for you now
1: yes yes yes
0: that's what's up. I'm proud of you, man. I'm happy for you. I, I love, man. I, I just, I really, man. I'm, I'm the type of person where I, I get excited, man, when I hear people succeeding at life, no matter what it is, man. Long as any, you know, long as any criminal activity or shit like that, I don't like that. But just, just straight up hard workers and and they and they bust their ass and they know what they're doing and they start hitting goals. I love that shit, man. I'm not one of these people that try to knock the legs out from folks
1: definitely appreciate people like you, because there's a lot of people who see what I do and they, uh, they don't take it so kindly. You know, they take yeah. it as a threat or a competition or I'm in their way
0: or yeah, exactly. maybe
1: I'm just capping, maybe I'm just lying. I ain't really the nigga that everybody sees me to be, but you know, if you know me, you know me. That's maybe it. The only two different personalities I got for you like this and me, cool Starr.
0: That's what's up, man. All right, a few more things, and I'll let you go. Um, what about the, uh, so we got, I mean, this is November. I mean, we're almost done with it. I can't believe it 2020 is almost over with. Um, so 2021 is like knocking on the door. So what kind of goals do you have set for, for next year, for 2021 coming up? Well, I'm dropping the album in November. Okay.
1: And, uh, and I'll be dropping a single every month until then.
0: So, so hopefully the, the 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 covid will you know the maybe maybe you know we're going it looks like we're going to get a new president and a new vice president which I'm pretty excited about um and we can maybe get this covid under control and then you can actually do some touring of that new record Yeah I would love that I can't wait
1: to go on tour this you're out there trying to book some talent man I'm, yeah. I'm I'm trying to hop
0: on your schedule Yeah man that's awesome man <laughs> All right, look, man. I enjoyed. I really did. I really enjoyed talking to you, man. And I, and I'm just, you're impressive, man. I like I like your hustle, and I like I like the fact that you got different things burning, man. Um, and you and you're doing some good stuff. So keep keep going with that. Um, of course, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can get your music and where they can follow you, and if you have a website, the mic is yours. Well,
1: first and foremost the middle man get at me at ko hustle.com dot ecom you can get all my music there you can get my i got hustle merch i got shirts bags nice cats coming soon sweatshirts i got a female line coming real soon so yeah check me out ko hustle.com you can follow me on instagram k-a-y-o underscore hustle you know check out the label gorilla music group Dot online. That's G O R E A L A music. You know we go really the most. You know that's the slogan. Hmm. So uh, yeah, you know just just be on the lookout for me. I'm coming. You know K O hustle, gorilla mob. You know look out for the squad, my boy masses. Lil bro, he's he's coming doing things. Play B, he's doing things. You know we we, we work.
0: All we right. Work. Well, look, I appreciate you coming on, and, and whenever you got some new stuff you want to talk about, just just hit us up, and we'll get you to come back on the show.
1: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I'll let it come back on.